Hi everybody, so I thought I would do this video talk about house hacking. Uh, as some of you may know, I have now been house hacking for three years and I kinda wanted to explain to you how I did it if any of you are interested. What house hacking means is I purchased a multi-unit. My unit is at, my building is actually two units. So I live in one unit and I rent out the other unit. So for the last three years, I've had my mortgage covered by my tenants, which has allowed me to save a lot of money and I ended up paying off not only my student loan, but my car. So besides the asset that I own, which I qualify as good debt because I have my tenant helping me pay for my mortgage, I'm debt free. So in three years that it's helped me tremendously. So I wanted to provide you with the information of how I did it because maybe you guys can benefit from it and maybe you guys are interested. So first, how did this exactly start? I was actually out to eat. I believe it was like Mother's Day with my family and I was kind of talking about, I'm about to enter the real world. I need to learn how to do it. Uh, and my uncle John actually advised me to pick up the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and I did. And after reading it, I was like, all right, definitely want to figure out how to make money work for me. And I'm interested in real estate. So I got, I ended up getting hired into my job in Illinois. So I moved out there. I knew nobody <laughs> and I knew I wanted to get interested or I wanted to learn more about real estate. So I listened to a lot of bigger pockets. That's a great avenue as far as articles, podcasts. I used to listen to the podcast like every day until I finally learned enough where I would, it's still a good tool, but I would, I was learning on my own. And I started going to a bunch of real estate investor meetings all over kind of near me, Chicago or nearby until I found the meeting that I liked and the people that I liked and they were very helpful. And that's actually where I ended up meeting my now partner and managing broker, Chris Davis. He is a realtor in the area and an investor. And I told him kind of what I wanted to do and I felt confident going to him to search for a home because he not only is a realtor, but he's an investor in the area. He has, I believe like 30 buildings and about 55 units. So not only was he able to help me find and purchase my unit, he helped me run the numbers. And then once I got, once I purchased it, he helped me explain to me how he found tenants, what contracts he used, and if anything went wrong, he offered help by his guys because he also does flips as well. So I felt comfortable, even though I didn't know anyone in the state, I had him and he was a great resource and also just a great mentor throughout the process. And I owe a lot of my success to him. So shout out to Chris Davis. If you're in Illinois and looking for a realtor ever, he's great. I mean, me too, but he's great. And um, so I purchased my house. It's been three years now and I purchased it. So when you're purchasing a home that you are gonna occupy as an uh, owner-occupant, four units and below, you can use any type of loan as long as that property qualifies for it. So you can use FHA 3.5% down or conventional 3% down, 5% down, 10% down, 15% down, or 20% down. Once you get to five units and above, it's considered um, a commercial loan and Usually, I think it's 25% down. It might be 20% down, but I'm pretty sure it's 25 unless you have an amazing relationship with your bank and they're willing to take a riskier loan and give you a smaller percent down. But for the most part, even Chris, who has plenty of buildings, it's 25% down. So just keep that in mind. If you occupy the property, you have more flexibility with your down payment. First, if you're just looking at it solely for an investment property or it's above five units and above. And... What I did is I did a 3% conventional loan and I also, you guys know I'm not for government backed loans or them providing assistance with um, 
you know, purchasing your house or giving you a loan, but if it is available for you and you can still financially afford it, take advantage of it. I had an IDA program, which is an Illinois first time home buyer uh, down payment assistance program. So I ended up getting, I believe there was two programs going on at the time. One was like 6,000 and one was 3,000. So I ended up getting $9,000 from the state to help for my down payment. Regardless, I could afford the property, um, but that helped. So I took advantage of what was offered to me because I pay a lot of taxes, all right? Um, so that's how I purchased it, 3% down. I have a two unit property. I live in one unit and then I rent out the lower unit. Um, obviously what rents go for depending on your area and your situation and the condition of your property. I had to do some updates to my, I took like the shittier unit cause I was like, all right, I can do some more work myself and it's the one bedroom and my lower unit's a two bedroom. I can get more money for it. Um, so for the past three years, I have been living essentially rent free. Uh, what happened was I was paying $1,100 in rent in the old, my old apartment plus some utilities to now I have my rent covered by my tenant, but of course I still have utilities. You, if you have a tenant, I know Chris for some of his properties, he has their lease and their, their monthly rent, and then they also pay utilities. Some utilities will be split, like my electric is split between the two units, so that's solely in their name, but water and gas is under one as far as the property goes. So. I took it upon myself to make the decision that I included utilities in the rent. I just upped the rent because I didn't want to have to ask for two payments a month. People, some people aren't that responsible and it was just kind of annoying. Like I just don't want to have to interact with my tenants as much. I don't want to keep asking them for money essentially. So what I did is I set, I kind of accumulated what or estimated what my monthly bills would be and I just put that into the rent. So that's how I went about purchasing my property as well as finding tenants. So I make strict guidelines and I try and stay with, um, try and stay strict to them. You have to keep treat everyone the same, equal housing or equal protection under housing, equal housing act, whatever it is. So what I do, and I'm just going to give you, you guys don't have to do it this way. Um, some of my requirements are the household income for anyone 18 and older has to be making at least three times the rent that's gross. So before taxes, cause you want to make sure that they, they can not only afford the rent, but they have to live too. So like their bills and anything else that they want spending money. So I do three times the rent. I do no prior evictions, no felonies and a, a decent credit score. I think I did like 560. Some people, they don't have that good of credit. I have some clients that are like 600. That's it. Uh, so it really depends what you're comfortable with. Um, you just want to make sure that they afford it. I always meet them, of course, because I want to make sure that, I don't know, you just have that rep, the uh, relationship from the get-go. I have them have a deposit this equal to the same uh, equal to one month's rent that at the time of lease signing, they have to have both the first month's rent and the deposit in order to get the keys. I charge an additional fee if they would like a pet because they can scratch up the floors or things can get dirtier as well as an additional non-refundable $300 cleaning fee that I take out of their deposit. So I use it for the end to clean. Um, those are my requirements. Of course, I have them fill out an application. And what I do is I use Zoomper 
or there is Zillow and what happens is it puts it online for on these, you know, when people are searching for rentals, they'll put it online as well as if they're interested, it can text you or email you to set up an appointment. And then if they are interested in moving forward, they'll, they'll send you an application and an application for a credit and a background check. So you'll get all their information and it'll spit back out to you like their name, their social security number, their bank accounts, their debt, their credit score, all that inf if their background check, if they have any felonies or anything like that, all of that will be provided to you. It's usually about $35. And that way you also know if they're interested, they're gonna be willing to pay the $35. So that's how I go about finding my tenant. And then of course, at the end of the day, you make the decision on if you would like to move forward or not. Um, as far as showings go, I usually do like an open house. You wanna be careful, you wanna make sure that no sketch balls go in your house. You just never know, you know, um, these are random people you're allowing into your property to show them. So I usually do like an open house, let's say on Saturday from 12 to two, that's when I'll tell everyone to come because I've learned quickly that renters are not the most reliable people. So a lot of them will say that they're going to be there and they don't show up. So if you have an open house, then you can at least hopefully assume one or two people will come and you don't waste your time. Thankfully, if you live in the property, it's not that much of a waste of time because it's next door or downstairs. So that's how I go about finding the tenants um, and finding the loans. And when you're looking for properties and you're, of course you have your pre-approval with what you can afford via the bank approval, but you wanna make sure your numbers work and you have, you're making a return on your investment. I tell everyone that are searching, it really, doesn't matter the market that you're looking for if it's an up or a down market as far as the housing market goes but your numbers have to work if your numbers work then your numbers work and so i'll kind of show you at the end how to break down your numbers i'll use hypothetical numbers so let's say for instance you're like purchasing for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. you want to take that and your down payment is like five percent so you're going to take that number plus your uh, closing costs, which you can estimate about $4,000, plus your rehab, in case something happens or you have to put some money in it. So let's say like $7,000. And then you're gonna wanna take your what your monthly bill would be, and that's gonna be your cost. So you wanna do your down payment, your closing costs, your savings, and then your monthly payment. And you're gonna wanna times your monthly payment by 12. Accumulate all that, that's gonna be your cost. And then you want to see what is it that you're going to be profiting. So what are you going to charge for rent or what could you get for rent times that by 12. So then you have it for your year and you're going to take your net income divided by your cost is going to get your return on your investment. And if that return on your investment is acceptable to you, well, then you got yourself a deal as long as you can buy it at that at that price. And you know the amount of work that needs to be. You're not buying a rehab property and you never rehabbed a property. You know what I mean? Like everyone thinks it's just easy. There's a lot of expensive in real estate that people, if you don't know real estate, you wouldn't know. So that's kind of how you break down your numbers. Um, I would say set a baseline of what you're willing to get as a return on your investment. If it's 12%, 15%, 20%, 30%, and make sure that the property that you're looking for hits all that criteria. And then you got yourself a deal and you can house hack. And like I said, it's been very beneficial for me, not only financially, but it's taught me, I bought my house at 23 
and I've been, I was a landlord at 23, I'm now 26, so I learned responsibility and how to deal with people's emotions as well as problems uh, at an early age. And I think it's good to put as much responsibility on yourself as you can deal with as young and as early as you can because then you're only gonna grow and become more responsible and intelligent as far as managing stress and taking financial risks. So that's how I went on purchasing my property. I plan on selling it this August and I'll be purchasing a property in Florida because I'm speaking it into existence. I'm going to live in Florida by the end of this year. So that, I hope you guys found this helpful. If you have any questions about house hacking or buying an investment property, let me know. Uh, I'd be happy to help you. And like I said, if you have the means to do it, I highly recommend. It's changed my life tremendously and I plan on investing in real estate forever. So good luck to you and yeah, God bless.